Hey yo, welcome back to AIW's The Card Is Going To Change. My name is Ronald Two Legs, and as always, I am joined by the owner of Absolute Intense Wrestling, John Thorne. Hello, I'm here in this dusty-ass office that I got going on. <laughs> yeah, did you didn't get that purifier working yet, or no? Well, I shut it off for the recording of the podcast, but, you know, that's the uh, downfall of me deciding to do this, like, Cleveland All-Pro archival project. Yeah. Like... I have all these. I've acquired all these VHS tapes that have probably sat in people's basements for twenty years, <laughs> and they're just dusty and like I don't know. They're just all in this small little office room, and now like like I taste dust when I talk. Like it's just so. I, I found a I found an an air purifier that I purchased during COVID. You know when they're telling everybody to get the air purifiers going in their houses. Mm-hmm. So. I'm going to be running that in here, see if that helps with the dust. But uh, for anybody enjoying the Cleveland All-Pro Archives project, this is the uh, the dark side of that, which is a dusty VHS tapes, probably just ruining my fucking lungs right now. Yeah, R.I.P. Thorne's lungs from the from the mothball like dust. He had like tornado in his eye. I mean, some of these VHS tapes are from like 1996. Like they're labeled 1996. I mean, I don't have a lot, but you know, like I probably have like 20 or 30 random ass tapes. You know, which I think at the the youngest is probably 20 years old. You know, so damn. I mean, well, uh, also this week uh, before we get too far into it, this week we are joined by AIW. Talent production. You got a lot of hats you're wearing these days. Uh, Chase Oliver, what's up, Chase? How's it going? We're here. We're doing it. He lives in a digital world where it's just little hard drives (laughs) to store things and and cards. Yeah, six six uh, hard drives dedicated AIW. I think. I just just keep growing. I just found four more unused ones in my office today. Oh my lord! Yay! We're probably going to burn through two or three of them just for 2024. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, I guess that's the, that's the, the flip side of, you know, things, uh, take up less physical space like a VHS tape does, but man, you gotta fucking keep buying these goddamn hard drives. Yeah. At least we got the master copies though, and they're not getting lost. Yeah. That is the one thing that, you know, I don't know if it would ever matter or not, but like, you know, like SmartMark didn't keep masters and we didn't really keep masters, you know, like when we were filming things like early on. Uh, so like, it's just not things that anyone thought about. So it's just like, you just wanted the finished product of your show and then you go on to the next thing. Like in those days, like, you know, you're coming out of like the VHS era, which was like hit or miss for having any footage of independent wrestling to like, then you just wanted a completed dvd copy of your show that was edited mm-hmm. and like you just don't you know so nobody thought to like you know keep those all those tapes and everything else you know what i mean like they're just into the ether somewhere but you know kind of wild it is but like you know like there's a lot of like there's a lot of just wrestling you know that was lost you know, in the television territory era, people would record over the tapes. You know, they would say, here's my television for the week. And then after it aired, the TV channel would send the tape back and then they would tape over it. And that was, there's no, you know, nothing. There's like, 
tons of like old wrestling footage that was lost forever like that like this cleveland all pro stuff like i bet you some shows weren't even taped at all you know like it, it's 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 like a treasure hunt kind of there's like uh there's like a, a tape there's like a weekend that edge wrestled on in 1996 that i have not been able to track down i found like half of the one show which he wrestled on the other half and the second half yeah it, but like i have i have christian footage in cleveland all pro but i don't have the edge footage from 1996 Man, that's crazy and it's just like uh I, I don't know like you know stuff is just all over you know i've had people like uh sean hovan who is in the discord and um you know he he comments a lot he sent me a ton of stuff years ago that i sent off to vermont to get like digitized and that's just like that stuff's at adam lash's compound so i just asked for him to send send some of that back uh but yeah it's just uh it's, it's been a project but uh you know that's kind of the flip side of uh our our production which we have taken in-house i guess it's what on the second second year right i mean mm-hmm. we've done it for about a year and a half at this point yeah uh, i wonder what what i'm sure we could pinpoint what the actual date yeah i can tell you what the, the i mean i could i could tell yeah, i could tell i could tell you the 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 last date with smart mark video was the first rumble on main street with uh, yep. arn anderson 9-15-2022 was when uh, we took over for the WrestleRazor show. Yeah, I mean, so I I bought everything, you know, that week, you know, and then we had the uh, Winchester show, WrestleRazor, which is, um, you know, that was the victim of a, I mean, like, thank God, like, thank God it wasn't like an absolution or something, you know, like, <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. No offense. Yeah. <laughs> to, no offense to the people that enjoyed Russell razor or the talents that performed on it, but that was a good show to be like, all right, let's, let's flip the switch and see what happened because, uh, you know, little does everybody know is we really didn't know what the fuck we were doing at all. Not at uh, all. At all. It was just, uh, you know, Adam Lash again, who I'll mention who, you know, I'm trying to get my uh, other Cleveland All Pro tapes back from. Uh, he, you know, I, I said, "Hey, what do I need?" And he made like a digital like shopping cart for me and said, "This is all the stuff you would need." And uh, we bought it, and and I was away we like, went. <laughs> right, I was just like, "Okay, now what do I what do I set? How do we do these settings?" And then uh, I said, "Well, Chase, uh, I, I know you did some of this in school. That's the that's the closest." you know like uh i guess denomination or whatever you know what i mean destination yeah. to get to to get to this even though you know you didn't learn any of you know live streaming or any of that stuff at school uh it's like you know it's like saying like to the janitor like hey you're a doctor now you know what i mean like th- th- you had really no training at all uh as far as you know this live live production went and uh you know, we were just kind of jumped into the fire, and uh, we watched a lot of how-to YouTube videos, from what I remember. Oh yeah, tons. I I wasn't even expecting to get any of it for that day. I I think the Kent show, which was next, we were kind of expecting to have it then, and then you had it all show up that day, and was like, "Here you go, figure it out." And I was like, "All right, cool, <laughs> let's figure it out." Oh, you know what? That's right. I think it did. I think it 
got delivered on my porch that day, mm-hmm. like the day of Russell Razor. And I just said, well, I'm just going to load my car up and we're going to see what happens. Like we were literally, yeah. I, I, I forgot about we, that. We were unboxing we, everything yeah. at the window. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we took it out of the cardboard boxes. That's what I was going to say. We <laughs> unboxed that shit at the Winchester. I was laughing like, man, this really did just show up. And you're like, yep. Because <laughs> I was yeah, fully was expecting. Why you were late. I was fully expecting to just have a hard cam, floor cam, and then edit it all in post. And, you know, we'll put it up from there. So it was, uh, man, it was something. Yeah, I remember you being like, I wanted to be here earlier, but I was literally waiting for the Amazon guy to drop it on the porch. Yeah, because it was like tracking the package or whatever, and it said we'll yeah. arrive before 5 p.m. So, like, it came, like, literally at 5 p.m. It, they set it down. I put it right into my car and then drove to drove to the Winchester, and I was like, okay, let's start putting this together and figuring it out and, um, you know, Obviously, you know, the big issue, which is why that show still hasn't been released, is we discovered quickly that audio is like the hardest thing to figure out when it comes to live streaming and and recording. 100%. That was, uh, for the longest time, the toughest thing to master because it would come in to the Zoom clean as a whistle and trying to figure out how to get it that clean on the stream in OBS was the trickiest thing until we got the roadcaster. And that I think fixed a lot of the issues. Um, it was almost, uh, like a, a year to the date for the following Wadsworth show that we just did that fight did receive. Hopefully they have that up ASAP. Um, so the AIW uh, fans can get their fix in January, but it was uh, that show I was able to finally nail to the live stream the audio, and then I think it's been pretty solid ever since. Yeah, I mean I, that was just like a piece of equipment that I like w- saw and was researching it, and it was an expensive piece of equipment because we were running it through the original podcast stuff initially um which you know was just a h6 zoom and that would work sometimes but then it would not work all the time and then you know we i I dropped the money on this roadcaster uh thing which was you know i think like a thousand bucks or something and uh that seems to have really helped with the audio (laughs) um but yeah, it was uh, certainly quite a bit of uh, money going on the old AIW credit card to to get this to get this rolling. Uh, but I think that it you know it, it's really forced us to really become self sufficient. You know the only the only thing now is I like I don't even know how to do it anymore because it's like it's it's turned into such like it's almost own like little you know department or unit at AIW to where like the first couple I was like involved in setting everything up and testing and I was a, a part of it. Now it just kind of, you know, between Chase and, and, and Caleb, it kind of, you know, it's taken on a, a little bit of a life of its own. Thank God yeah. I have him because he saves my ass so many times just because he knows everything too. Cause he's going to college for, the same field that I was in telecommunications. He's specializing in sports broadcasting, but just to have another, another body that fully understands what we're doing is um, beyond 
appreciative for him. So Caleb just he just rules though too because he's taken everything that we've done in production wise, this every like weird obstacle and like he's like always stays really cool and like, okay, we'll just figure it out. Like if you know Caleb, you know him like I don't know, he's like a funny guy and like shit comes up, stuff pops up and he just I don't know, man. There was a couple things that he just like he will figure it out. He he I don't know. He's a he's a he's a smart kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. like so like the first like for real like we're going live on fight sign the contract all of that chase couldn't come to it and the like head guy at fight came and like to it like i am just lying my way through knowing what we're doing because like you know obviously he wanted us to like hire a production team that they you know (coughs) that they work with and all this stuff and i'm just like no we got it you know and like He's talking to me, and Chase isn't there, and I cannot get anything to work, like anything. And I'm trying to, like, play it cool, like everything is going fine, and he's just, like, chatting me up for, like, an hour. And I'm trying not to pretty much fucking throw this laptop across the fucking room because I can't get anything to work. And I, like... wouldn't... Like, it wouldn't connect or something, remember? We couldn't get anything to work, and, like, there was some sort of, like air or something and i i said something to caleb and like he just sat down and he messed with it for like 25 minutes and then he fixed the problem and we still don't know what the problem is that's that's the thing that's you know like it it may this podcast may be a little boring i don't know because that's like that's the stuff that happens is like something goes wrong and you have no idea how you fixed it or what fixed it but it it works you know and like that's that's usually what happens. Like sometimes it's like uh, you just unplug it and you plug it back in, and then everything's fine. But uh, you know, I'll never forget that. Is like the head guy at Fight TV is just like, you know, like hey, you, you, like we're like the first big kind of like signing for this big new push for Fight Plus and all this stuff. And he came to like talk in person, and uh, I'm like. I'm just like we have all this stuff and like we had only done it two times and we have no fucking idea how it works. Chase isn't there because he had booked a wedding to film. Yep. And it's just like me to try to figure it out. And like, uh, thank God Caleb was there because you know he he fucking bailed us out big time on that. But uh, we've just been kind of like faking it till we make it this whole time. And I I still feel like shit goes wrong and we don't totally know what we're doing, but we know a little bit more than we did <laughs> that we did so like that that's it's certainly been trial by fire though oh yeah um that's i tell people all the time like when i what i went to school for for telecommunications and not necessarily that you have to have a degree in order to do it uh i feel like more times than not i am just youtubing how to fix or if i run into an issue and i don't know exactly how to make what i want come to life editing for instance it's always go to youtube and ask and uh that's that's literally all all we do i feel like is uh anything we run into just troubleshoot figure it out and then uh move on to the next one yeah i mean it's just you know but like it it has forced us to become self-sufficient you know because like you know before you know like we would have to okay like we gotta figure out a date with the venue that works okay now we have 
dates with the venue that works. Now we have to find a date with SmartRock Video that works with their filming schedule. Oh, okay. Sometimes you have to move a date. Like most of the time you didn't, but like sometimes it was just like, oh, we can't get you anybody that day. You have to do it another day. <laughs> then after you worked it out with the venue and and the film crew, then you got to tr- then you had to find the wrestlers. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you, you had to kind of work backwards. You know, for, for so long and like you know most of you know nine times out of ten, SmartRock Video was super accommodating. You know, I'm not talking bad about them or anything, but. You know, it was just kind of like we had... It was a process. We had to go through this whole process before we could say, okay, here's the next date. To where now, like, we can just do whatever we want. And it's just like, you know, you can... You know, as soon as you get the venue, you can book the wrestlers because, you know, we we know that the crew is already going to be there. You know, and, like, um, I I think it's also really kind of elevated the AIW Academy in a way because now people learn different aspects of of what goes into you know being a wrestler yeah um being able to have an entire crew that's in-house is uh, a good thing and a bad thing uh <laughs> like the good thing is we have students uh the bad thing is none of them have learned to do any of this before i show them for the most part um and like i'll give props to X and Nick for stepping up because they mainly run floor cam and from when they started to where they are now is a night and day difference and I think that's sometimes a benefit like well, it for somebody who's perf- watched wrestling it helps them what's be up? performers you know like yeah. they you know they know what a camera's looking for you know when they're wrestling uh, yeah, that's that's what I was going to say, like them being wrestling fans, learning how to wrestle now, uh, debuting like they kind of understand like where the camera should be, what the cameras should be picking up. Uh, and they just have a different perspective on it, too, versus getting someone who may know how to run a camera, but has never seen a wrestling show before, may not know exactly what to look for. Yeah, it's just, you know, and it's it's really like uh, it's it just it, it makes them more well-rounded, you know, with more skill sets and. You know, uh, but uh, like uh, like I've told you, you know the 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 detriment is you know wrestlers are wrestlers, you know. So it's just mm-hmm. like you're not dealing with production people. Uh, you're dealing with wrestle. You're dealing with wrestlers that are you know pretending to be production people. So like sometimes that can come with its own challenges for sure. Um, you know, and especially like, you know, after a student becomes a wrestler, like, you know, a debuted wrestler, they don't necessarily want to go back to doing those jobs again, you know, so they almost kind of duck and dodge and hide a little bit. And, yep. uh, you know, then you got to kind of find, it's almost like, you know, if you, after fresh meat, you got to find, you know, fresh meat that want to enter into the production realm and, and, and learn some of these jobs and tasks and, um, you know, not everybody is like, it's just, and like, I don't know if it's generational or what, but like, not everybody is like, just like wanting to jump in feet first, uh, and learn everything. You know, some people just kind of stand there and want to be, you know, they wait to be told what to do. And, um, sometimes they're told what to do and then they hide from what they're told to do, you know, <laughs> and it's just like, um, you know that that's what's challenging but you know on, on the flip side of that is you know we're we're pretty much running on spare parts so to speak you know like it's like uh we just pretty much you know we 
we bought this stuff and then you know it's like figured out later and you know try to make it work and and, and make it affordable for the company because you know like uh, the equipment was so much money and then once you you know if you were you know looking at hiring real production people that's like a whole other you know onion you know like peel from the onion so to speak like it's just it because it, it can become a you know a, a, a really like a snowball effect you know which is you know like what's you know what smart mark video does you know what i mean it's just like not only you got to pay them for the production but you got to pay the you know the crew and you know all that stuff and it, it could get rather expensive i will say uh, it has been a little bit of a challenge post you know fresh meat class the the last cl- graduating class it seemed <coughs> there was definitely pl- a Sorry. Few handful of students that were more eager to jump back and kind of learn some of those skills camera operating and you know anything even gaffing tape down at points you know the newer class it doesn't seem like there's as many students who are like yeah let me you know i'll hold the camera or do this or that um so we're, we're definitely in need if there's any students out there and you're just shy and you want there's something you want to try always you know feel free to you know open your mouth and say hey let me you know i can help or do this or that because it's definitely been lighter on production since the graduating class i will say that yeah especially like for these other places that we go to like black label and uh soon to be alpha one like there was a black label show i can't remember the date but i was kind of scrambling around looking for help and like caleb that usually goes with me right uh dustin was going for commentary and then i think uh cool ass andy stepped up to go to it was either him or uh austin james because nick and x both had dates to actually wrestle and like i totally get that like you train to be a wrestler you want to be a wrestler you don't want to be a camera up so it's just trying to then find like that next group or the next individual to want to step up and i try and tell i try and tell the students all the time at least the ones that'll listen like everybody wants to be you know main event superstar um you know give me the world title and all of this and sometimes that's just not realistic like that's that's only a handful of people and like to give a comparison like there's only 32 nfl head coaching gigs right like only 32 people in the world get to be a head coach in the nfl not even that many like get to be the main event wrestler um and like the wwe at the moment so to like want to do that is like you're you're aiming for a lot and by all means go for it but at the same time like everyone says you have a bump card and who knows when your body's going to break down like i've had my fair share of injuries so if you want to be involved in the business of wrestling try and learn as many different jobs or like responsibilities or different duties that you can uh whether it's commentary or production or ring announcing or this or that like there's so many different things that you can do so i just always encourage like learn it all figure out what you like and what you don't like and then go from there so but sometimes i feel like i'm just speaking into the void um so speaking of injury then chase uh, is there anything you know you want to discuss your rehab rehab that you've been doing how close are you to coming back where are you kind of at with your injury because you had a pretty major injury the last time we saw you uh, yeah in youngstown where where, where was it youngstown absolution absolutely excuse me absolution youngstown oh you're good it was um carlito i'm sorry yeah that was main event with carlito so absolution yeah so so kind of give us give us the rundown from there um everything so far so good saw my doctor earlier this month uh he said everything looks fine i can slowly start getting back to uh training 
for wrestling, I should say. So, uh, looking to get back up to practice soon. Um, I was there last week just to really watch more than anything, like a couple roles, but nothing to really, um, test the waters. I've been really cautious with this one. I, I've torn, uh, I've torn my ACL. I've snapped cartilage in my, uh, other knee twice. I have broken my foot. I've snapped my AC joint, my shoulder. So I've taken my fair share and the Achilles I think was the scariest one just because for some, that's a death sentence. Um, there's NFL players that can tear that and, uh, they, they're not the same or they don't come back, um, how they should. So I've just been super cautious with that training in the gym has been good so far. Uh, I've been really starting to push the weight a little bit more, uh, a little bit more consistency with that. And the main thing is teaching that, that area to be explosive so that's mainly what I've been trying to work on, um, just individually, I guess, aside from physical therapy, because we, we wrapped that up. I think we had four months of that and the last four weeks, we really started pushing it hard, which was good, but still haven't worked on anything in regards to like, uh, pivoting, cutting, uh, shifting weight on a dime. And, uh, sometimes you have to do that in the ring too. So, but you know, we're here. We're, we're going to get through it. I made it a personal mission. To, uh, I want to at least be able to prove to myself that I can come back from this. So right. in regards to like a timetable to like get back into the ring, I have no idea. It's just kind of play it by ear. Okay. Do you think, do you think that, um, you know, the production work has kind of helped you or discouraged you? You know, like I, I could see both sides of it. You know, I could see it, you know, like it, like, I could see it being good to still be involved, mm-hmm. but I could also see it kind of also being a little bit detrimental because you're not involved and, and you're kind of forced yep. to watch it. So like, I, I was just Both. curious where you're at on that. No, dude, you're spot on. So the other injuries prior, I kind of just went straight to the sideline. Like when I broke my foot in Indianapolis and then, uh, later that year or going into 21, I think is when you guys were doing the go for broke stuff. And I was just kind of out of sight, out of mind. So I wasn't really involved with any of that and being involved now with the production is great because I can still be around. It's nice. Um, it's given me a chance to also nail a lot of the production stuff, not having to necessarily focus on getting the production ready off the ground, pass it off to Caleb, go figure out my match, go do my match, and then come back and sit back down and then do the rest of the production stuff because those were fun but stressful days. And all the pictures <laughs> I have of you directing in your gear. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. That happened so multiple like, times. Eat also eat it while eating Ronald's post match. <laughs> oh yeah. Fries in hand. Oh yeah. And I, I love the challenge of that because to me that that made the wrestling easier. If that makes sense, like I wasn't focused on the most detailed of detail things to do in the ring. It was kind of like, what do we need to hit? What do we need to do? And then it was just to me, I think a little bit easier to figure out like matches from there um, because I think the production was just so stressful. So it made figuring out matches a little bit simpler. But going back to like that's been quite tough is sitting down and making everybody else look good. When in the back of my head, I just sit there and go, man, I could be out there right now and having just a whole different perspective of like our product and 
from from the production lens and then kind of figuring out like what can I do when I'm healthy or when I'm in the ring to also make it better if that makes sense was there anything what was your like what was your go-to right when you got hurt obviously you're on crutches you're kind of tied down to the couch or the, the bed are you a video gamer what did you kind of do to kind of keep yourself busy um oh god i wish i remembered because when i when i snapped the achilles depression i think was was at an all-time high sure. i was so upset about this one because i had just uh just gotten over the foot uh when i liz frank broke that and i thought i was like starting to do a little bit better at least in 2023 like up until july when i snapped it i thought i was making a lot of progress and then as soon as that happened i was just like you got to be fucking kidding me so it's just i don't know I try not to dwell on it a whole lot, but I, <laughs> I, I, um, I did have a lot of stuff to get caught up on though. So, so uh, that helped to kill time. Work or what? I would say like you're not like yeah, re-editing like, shows, dude. I, I got the Xbox Series X or whatever the newest one was, and I may have opened it twice or turned it on twice. I just, um, yeah. So it just the Achilles came at a terrible time too because I was like my. My bills don't care if my Achilles is torn. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Like that's the tough thing about it. Yeah, you get injured. You know, you still you still got to show up to work and pay the bills. Yeah, there were just other priorities that were uh, that were higher on the list. So, um, but I made it through it. That's it's, <laughs> it's always a plus. So far, you've made it through. So far, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. God, heaven forbid. So. Yeah, so I guess to like kind of bring it like a little full circle though, like how do how do you find the AIW school? Like, what leads you to even becoming a wrestler? Because uh, I'm sure you know nobody's too you know too up to date on any of that you know any of that information. Oh yeah, um, when I was ten years old, my best friend uh, introduced me to SmackDown. Uh, the first SmackDown I remember seeing was um, Batista. And Rey Mysterio challenging for the tag titles in 2000, late 05, which was awesome. Uh, I think Molina like got on his lap and they teased that they were like having sex or something. Came back from commercial and Batista was like, "Oh, that was a hell of a warm up. Now nah, I'm gonna go out there and beat those guys' asses." So then he went out there and then uh, him and Rey won the tag belts. It was awesome. So I was kind of hooked from that ever since. It was it was wicked. I was 10 years old. So uh, when I get to college, um, I didn't know. Like what I wanted to do, and that's when I dumped, jumped into the, the production stuff because I kind of knew how to work a camera. At least my buddies and I, when we backyarded, I was the guy that like took all of the stuff that we filmed and edited it and, and made a bunch of stuff off of it, which was so cool. And halfway through college, because I just knew this is what I wanted to do was wrestle um, or at least give it a shot. Like I didn't want to be 90 on my deathbed saying, man, I wish I would have tried that, you know? So my um, counselor at YSU also had trained to be a wrestler before he just moved on to uh, other things in his life. And he, him and I would sit down and just talk wrestling, uh, not even like classes or like what I should be taking or this, that and the other. And then I think it was heading in my junior years when we found AIW and he was like, Johnny Gargano was the coach or it at the time was. 
before he went to NXT and then got signed full-time. So we found just AIW Google searching, and I was like, all right, cool, this is what I'm going to do. And then I reached out, and I can't remember exactly who I talked to. It was either you, Dom, or Biggins. And I went up there, watched one class, I think paid the 50 bucks or whatever it was. Was Johnny still the uh, coach? No, at that point it was uh, Dom was like in full control at that point johnny made a stop at one point i think i got a cool picture with the tag title (laughs) that he had just won but i don't think i took one class under him um he was he was in orlando after that so probably would have been biggins that would have responded to you then by the that that checks out yeah so i watched one class and i was like all right cool let's do it and i just jumped in and that was it had, uh, I think, six or seven months to get ready for our debut, which is kind of wild, considering that some of the students now have a year plus until they debut. We were just, I think we were the third class uh, that was, like, set to go. So I felt really underprepared, but, hey, we did the thing like with a broken this. bottom rope. I feel like you guys were probably the second class. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you guys were kind of in that transition. Like, was Cap Kaplan was the first class, right? Yeah. And then Kaplan. Dom was the second. Weird body too. Kinda. The first one, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe Dom was like, see, like it. So, like his was weird. Some people were kind of like in this in between, you know, um, to where there was like more of like a schedule. Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. I guess. Like, I think maybe, like, you know, like, there wasn't, like, a set, like, okay, you're going to debut in May or, or whatever, you know. I think, like, mm-hmm. you know, some people just kind of got thrown into the fire, like Dom, you know. Uh, Dom and Dan, I think. Yeah, maybe that's the set. Maybe they, maybe that's, like, a second class, like Dom and Dan in the Weird World, maybe. Because it was short. Weird Body was in were, the first class, but. At, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. I thought Worldwide he was one of the very first. first. Worldwide came yeah. later, so maybe maybe you are kind of the third class. Maybe or maybe there was like a one point five class. <laughs> Love that. I can't remember. That's a, somebody should sit down and yeah. try to try to, uh, try, try to uh, do the figure out the history of the AW Academy <laughs> because it's it it's a blur to be honest with you. No, I totally get that. So where like were everything we at, from what, when I debuted? What place on, were we at? Were we at the garage or were we at Cal Corrals or were we at? Old no, uh, the <coughs> what was right before old school? The Cal Corral MMA gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We I I showed up there for maybe a month, and then we moved everything to old school, and this was. Yeah. Uh, all the way, like, kind of where we are now, but yeah, it was, it was just bare bones empty. Yeah, yeah, at, at old school, like, where the ring is now currently. It yeah, was because they were, like... Completely were empty. That gym used to just be that one section, that first door that yep. came in. and they <coughs> Before were, they expanded it. They were expanding, and then they've expanded, like, three more times since then. Because yeah. they, we're, like, the dirty little secret in there. They just keep moving us further down. Every time that oh, yeah. they expand, they just expand to move us further down and out of everybody's sight. But where it is now is uh, crazy to see, like, from when I started training, I guess. Um, and, like, Derek getting involved and, and Dom and the experience that they've um, been able to 
get over the years uh, for the lack of a better term like like dom just got thrown into the fire and it was like all right this is yours now so we were just kind of all figuring it out for the lack of a better uh phrase oh, yeah. i mean dom, and, uh, dom certainly should it's have, crazy dom certainly should not have been training people but like you know in theory but like he had yeah he had martial arts background martial arts teaching background you know high school wrestling teaching background and we just kind of gave him Johnny's curriculum and just said, you know, do this, this, and this, you know, show him this, this, and this, you know, and like, <coughs> we just kind of figured it out from there, you know, and, and, and things have evolved over time. But, you know, there weren't like, there wasn't anybody else to really take, you know, take it over, you know, and, and, and do it. And nobody wanted it either. You know what I mean? Nobody wanted yeah. to do that. It was kind of like this weird, you know, in between thing. And, you know, uh, that's but that's what i think is great is you know we we survived out of that and now it's become like this whole system like the aw academy is like a system like so many guys that got put in there with veterans you know in the you know the mount carmel era or, or wherever you know what i mean then you know everybody learned something and then now they can bring it back to the new people you know and now like the the students have now all become kind of like the teachers you know what i mean the more you know veteran students you know like you'll get pm pmes up there running classes on on friday nights and you know just uh it's it's pretty incredible to see how you know the kind of pay it forward mentality that everybody has and like how you know it, it's really just become this you know it really is like a developmental system in a way to where you know, everybody's kind of gone and taken their experiences and now they bring it back to these, you know, young new kids. Oh, for sure. It's, it's really cool to see from when I started to where it has evolved into and just everything else that comes forward with it. Um, from that to how we run shows now versus then uh, the talent that are on the shows, like, I, I mean, holy cow, last year we debuted six kids and this year we debuted another seven or I guess 2023, right? So that's 13 new students uh, or, you know, new wrestlers, I guess, on the shows now, 13 new cast members. Um, and then it's just like, holy crap, we're just pumping out talent left and right, it feels like. And then the next thing is like, how do we like, how do we get all these people on the shows, you know? Right, in which you know there's been you know some some good advancement on that. Uh, so hopefully, some news coming soon on adding some of those Thursday nights. I had some good uh, meetings last week. I don't want to jump the gun and, and make the announcement just yet, but um, you know we're hopeful that we can add about you know five, four, five, six uh, Thursday shows next year or this year, I guess. Um, you know, throughout the year, spread them out a little bit to where you know they would be really focused more on you know the younger students working with more experienced students and uh learning and kind of getting them in there you know for some for some real good reps in front of crowds you know that's i guess assuming crowds will come to see that you know that's that's the hope is yeah. people would come to see it but um, you know, that, that's, you know, that's the best experience you can get. You know, you can do 200 practice matches at, at the school in front of just other students, but it's so much different than when you get in front of a, a real live crowd and you have to, you have to improv and go and, you know, you can't, you can't stop and, and, and reset. 
Uh, so we're there. There was there were some good talks, some good talks that happened last week. So I'm hopeful that we can kind of, you know, add that to the to the schedule, and you know, the, it it's just gonna help continue to to develop people. And like you said, I guess I've never thought of it that way, but I guess they could, technically are cast members, you know, <laughs> like in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just it's interesting that you know we can kind of almost have this. This spinoff, I guess, if you're if you're if you're talking, you know, industry lingo, uh, we can kind of have like a spinoff series, uh, you know, with with these new characters, and um, you know, kind of give them their own little platforms, um, which that's the kind of stuff that gets me excited now. You know, like <laughs> we've we are pretty good at putting on a, a, a good show, you know, at this point, and. and work you know and and showcasing a high caliber um you know show but you know doing stuff like this like these you know like that's why i always really loved the winchester shows it was just a little bit a little bit more raw a little bit more you know just rough around the edges uh which you know to me was a little bit more intriguing and a little bit more exciting because you know anything could have really happened you know now we did have some also had some crazy great matches in, in at the winchester and um, but you know, for the most part, you know, you would see a lot of the kind of, you know, people coming up, you know, getting more ring time. And that's what I liked about it. Cause it could have kind of went, you know, like it's just, you, you don't know what you're going to get some, and, and that's where you can get surprised by somebody and get excited, you know, and it's just like, uh, you know, it's like sports or whatever, you know, like, uh, you don't know, like you somebody could be a great talent but like you don't know until you see it you know live and in action Mm -hmm. you know like at at game at real game speed so um that's what i'm looking forward to i think that we'll be able to add some more you know some more of those shows (coughs) you know and hopefully people come out to support them Uh, obviously for sure we're gonna we're gonna try to make them a little bit you know more affordable and, and, and things like that but um I'm hopeful that we can, you know, officially, you know, lock it in by this week or, or next week and, and get an announcement out there. Because I'm trying to, you know, get this going, you know, by February at, at the latest. Yeah. The Thursday shows are some of my favorite um, just because, like what you said, you never know who you're going to see. It was always a testing ground of uh, if you were going to see somebody new in AIW, especially somebody that, you know, Thorne, you were just going to like, hey, let's take a chance on this person. I've heard the name around here or there. They would pop up on Thursday shows, and we saw a handful of people, you know. I Was was that the first place we saw Alec Price was on a Thursday at the Winchester? No, he was a jailer, but we saw jailer, okay. we saw other people, you know, like Hoodfoot came through there, and, you know, all, right. all, all kinds, you know, like. Da- Max uh, Caster. Uh, we did Joey Janela's last show there before he got signed. Um, Dan Champion came through there, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, all kinds of, you know, just. You'd get, you'd get. That's where I believe Katie Arquette, you know, first first showed up was, was there. You know, there's just. Oh, we had Wardlow on a Thursday oh, show oh, once. Yeah. He he did the New Talent Initiative, but uh, in Akron, but yeah, there was just all kinds of, you know, just random. You know, that's where you could get some random stuff going on. And it'll also be nice too, uh, in case there are people that want to try production stuff for the first time i'd rather them make their mistakes on 
maybe a Thursday show or like when we have these pop-ups that show up like North Canton or the great, uh, was it the great Lake geek fest that we had? Um, yeah. when we did the Hartville shows, um, it's just, that's a nice opportunity for some of these people to get those extra reps in, uh, versus throwing them into the fire for like a hell on earth absolution gauntlet for the gold <laughs> where there's a lot more going on. And I will say that, and we, yeah, we, we probably won't like, uh, I don't know if we'll live stream the Thursdays. We'll definitely put them up, you know, like VOD style. Um, maybe we'll live stream them. I don't know. You know, we will like, I just don't like, you know, going into a place without having like a full on test of their, mm-hmm. you know, their internet and if it can work and, and, and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think, you know, maybe like, uh, live to tape or something, you know, you could still set everything up and do it live to tape and have it ready to, you know, go over to fight, you know, the next day or something like that, you know, like, um, I don't know, you know, we'll, we'll have to see how it all unfolds, but I, I think yeah. that we're, uh, getting close to, to locking something down like that. And, um, you know, that just gives more, more reps for us in the production game. And, uh, you know, like you, like you said, just, it, it's just, it's just become like, it's just interesting. It's become such a well-rounded, you know what I mean? Like you can learn so much at the AW Academy other than being a wrestler, you know, like there's just so much other stuff that you can learn when, especially when you're, you know, when you're doing live you know we're doing essentially live television a live broadcast you know so it's like we have time cues to hit and you know sometimes we get a little sometimes we get a little crazy you know we've done those like live promos you know live walkouts you know with the camera you know following people through the you know through the entranceway like we've done some some interesting things and i know that we're looking to do more of that stuff and and really kind of make it make more of a I, I guess a television presentation, would you say? I don't know. You know, like, I- yeah, no, <laughs> um, I was going to say just to put a bow on the last segment, but I think it's so cool for the opportunities that are at their school now, because these were things that I was trying to do, I guess, when I first came in, uh, like I, my internship at YSU, I did through AIW and I love that I was able to pay that forward to Caleb and and be that to him like Dom was for me and being able to do the different things, uh, the different projects that we can just to help the brand. And I have a lot of ambitious goals for 2024, Uh, finally having a full year of 2023 under our belt and the things that we were able to do with the walkouts, the live promos from like Bitcoin before they broke up, um, tale of the tapes, uh, recaps at the beginning of the show, packages for wrestlers to hype up their matches going forward, and a whole list of different things that I want to be able to incorporate to do things that other independent wrestling companies aren't doing i think i think there's a lot of things that we can do that just seem simple and easy to me and then it's all it's all about executing it and uh, perfecting it and then the doors that i think those can open up are endless uh just to make the live stream experience like you were saying like a like a full-on uh television show uh that and that's how i kind of look at wrestling as a whole like we have this 
we have our cast of characters and they're all involved in a bunch of different things that are happening. And it's, uh, you know, like, where do you want them to go uh, from like point A to point B to point C and uh, kind of figuring that out because anybody can just, I think, put together a show with matches and then they just happen. But I think getting people to care about your characters and what they're doing and how they do what they do and where they're going is so intriguing to me. And being able to kind of do that with the production side, I think that's why like a WWE is having a ton of success right now is because their cast of characters are everyone's got something going for them. And I think what they have going on is interesting and easy to follow and things just keep developing show after show after show. Like you had me going back and watching some stuff from the 2002 SmackDown six era and the first four or five shows that I watched uh, are absolutely incredible. Like if you want some great wrestling, go back and watch that stuff. Uh, wrestling shows, I guess I should say to specify. Yeah. Like television, you know, full. Yeah. Products. Like everybody from the top of the card to the bottom of the card had something going on. The stuff that was happening in between the matches uh, all made sense from, from the first backstage skit to the last one kind of told a story over the course of the entire show and then ending with a cliffhanger to not only get you to watch the next SmackDown show, but also the Raw show. Like they intertwine these shows so well from uh, like the beginning of July to I think I'm at the beginning of August. Um, just wrapped up uh, Brock Lesnar beating Hogan, which was awesome. Yeah, there's so, some really good stuff in there. That's why I kind of told yeah. you, like, after we met, I, I, you know, I, I specifically told you to go back and, and, and watch that stuff and watch how you know they they were able to do stuff like that because i think that's probably like such you know just a a forgotten way of doing wrestling you know presentation and, and television and it was just so and like we did use a lot of that stuff when we did go for broke too like you know i just mm-hmm. always kind of look back on that time frame it was like a couple months or whatever it was and like it's just such good stuff to where everything is making sense and stories are progressing in, in seconds, you know, like it's not even, it's not minutes, you know, things, things are, are moving forward and in seconds, you know, with these backstage segments that are, that I think are great, but you know, there's just a lot of, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we want to do this year and, you know, we're hopeful that we can accomplish it. And, um, you know, it's, uh, I have to say, you know, like, uh, think, you know, I know you said it, but, you know, thank thank God for Caleb. You know, because uh, he has really bailed us out. You know, so many times, and he's become such an asset to this whole you know this whole thing. Um, you know, and I know he wants to wrestle, and he's getting close to being a wrestler. You know, <laughs> yeah. but he has just been such an asset to to you know what we've put together and what we're trying to build. And um, you know, I I think it's just be, it's just evolved into this great kind of you know this this great thing for the whole company because you know we are self-sufficient at this point we can you know move things forward you know without having to ask people uh we can take chances you know like it's not like when you hire a production team and you got to clear all these things you know what i mean like um you know i'm more of like kind of like a like like a shotgun like on the fly kind of guy you know like Mm -hmm. so like you know if we have something like let's do it and let's you know like um things kind of like i think that's an exciting environment but you know like 
if we were hiring somebody, you know, like you got to say, hey, we want to do this. What do you think about doing this? Can you do this? Can you be here for this? Uh, to where and now, you're at their mercy. Right now, it's just like, hey, you know, let's fucking do it. You know what I mean? Like, um, and, you know, that's what we do. And uh, it's given us so much more freedom. And I really think it has just given us so much, you know, just more long term viability to stay in business, you know, and like, um, it, it, it caused us to grow and it caused us to invest and it caused us to become self-sufficient all at the same time. Um, which that's, you know, I know I've mentioned how much money, you know, we threw down to get this stuff, but on the flip side of that, it's invaluable to have that kind of freedom, you know, and, and that mm -hmm. kind of, you know, like we, we bought it all, you know what I mean? Now it's just like, it, now we're working it off, you know, but it's like, um, it, it's given us so much, it's given us so much more, you know, it just caused us to be, become such a better company overall. And, you know, it's, it's helped us get, you know, creative and, um, we're able to do all these things like, you know, these backs, you know, the backstage pass promo segments and all this stuff to where, you know, I talked about this in the discord the other day, but it's like complimentary content, right? Like we don't shove all those promos into the stream, but they, they're filmed. And if you want, if you want more, if you want to get more in depth with AIW and these, this cast of characters, we put that out there for you. If you don't, you don't have to, you know what I mean? Like you could just watch the show and, and, and that's it. But we're creating this like complimentary content and I know that we're going to make more of it in 2024 to where people that want to dig in more can and people that don't don't have mm -hmm. to. And it's not really going to it's not if they don't, it's not really going to impact their experience too much either. But, you know, for people that do dig in, you know, we're going to we're you know, we're giving them more of that meat that's been left on the bone for all these years. Um, and I think that that is. Um, something that has great potential for us to really solidify, you know, our fan base and our, you know, our quote unquote hardcores that we call them, you know, that we're just creating so much more of an experience for them. But we also are, you know, presenting the same experience that can, you know, that can play to the casual fan that just comes to see wrestling for the night. Oh, for sure. Like, there's some people, yeah, that just want to watch the matches and the wrestling and that's it. Like they don't necessarily want stories or um, reasons to get invested. Like the match is enough for them. And the overall experience of being there live, I think, is different than the viewing experience on fight. And for someone like me, I, I think wrestling is at its best because it's a form of art. It's it's theater uh, and and the matches not that they're, how do I phrase this in the best way? I think sometimes the matches are almost secondary to the overall reason of why, why we're watching them sometimes it, not all the time, but like, I think when there's a great story involved and it makes the match it's kind of like that, it's kind of like a better, it's kind of like a lost art in independent wrestling, which I do understand, you know, but like, uh, we are going to try to get a little bit more in depth with storytelling because we aren't booking you, you know, we can't book these high-level world travel talents to f on every show, you know, to fill out the shows. Uh, so we have to kind of, you know, we have to use our resources and, and get creative and try to build some stories and things like that, which we've always kind of done. But I, I know that mm -hmm. we want to do more of it this year. But, you know, 
if you do have a story, it can, you know, it, it, it can make things mean so much more. And like a perfect example of that is like, you know, look at absolution, you know, like look at the slow burn that we did for a year on PME being heels, you, you know, knowing that they, people don't, I don't think people necessarily realize this or if I've talked about it, but you know, you may not know it, but absolution as a whole was built around PME turning on Matt Cardona. And we knew that that was going to be the biggest moment, uh, you know, maybe of the entire year. Um, which, you know, the flip side of that was the unexpected Fonzie turn, which evoked crazy emotion from people. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like Absolution was 100% built on the idea of people have been along for this ride with PME being bad guys. And at times it was really difficult, you know what I mean, probably for fans. Uh, and fans were sick of it and fans were upset, but... You know, you have to you have to kind of drive that stuff in there to get the reaction that I really believed in was going to happen when they turned on Matt Cardona, and thankfully it did. Uh, it certainly paid off, and I was right. But that whole show was built that whole year, year and a half was built around that moment, and that meant so much more than them having a match on the show. You know, like they didn't have a match at Absolution. Um, you know, they, they did, they did that. And that was bigger than anything that they could have done in the ring, in my opinion. But that is hard to sell to wrestlers sometimes because wrestlers Mm -hmm. are wrestlers and they want to wrestle. And, you know, like, uh, that is, that can be difficult. But to me, PME is a perfect example of going along with it. And they may not have been totally happy about it. But they were certainly happy at the end result, you know, and like so was so was the crowd. And I think if we could do more stuff like that and we can get create this little bubble a little bit more, we can hopefully create more moments like that. And that's kind of, you know, what our hope is with, you know, adding all of these different layers with production and promo and stuff like that. And maybe this is like super boring for people to listen to to expose this <laughs> a little bit, but um, you know, that, that just, you know, but that is, that's a true story is, you know, absolution was built around and, you know, that's no disrespect to anybody that wrestled on absolution or, you know, Broner and Cardona or, you know, any of the marquee matches, but the show was built around that PME moment. And I knew that it was going to be one of the biggest pops in company history. And it was, um, and to me, that was like a proof of concept that we could do more of this. Um, but people have to trust us and, and, and go along for that ride, which, you know, I know fans don't necessarily like when it's happening. Yeah. But the key word there is moments. And I think that's, I think that's one of the biggest thing in wrestling. Like I, I, there's some things where I may not even remember any of the moves that they did in that match, just given random wrestler, a random wrestler B, but the moments are, the things that stick out i think that when you look back on um like pme them turning on cardona um and then everything that followed with that with broner winning right like pme winning the belts after this year-long feud with um to infinity beyond and after like 
I mean, I can name their signatures that they do, but if you ask like what, you know, move that they do three minutes in, like I couldn't tell you that, but them holding up the belts after finally conquering the villains was the coolest thing in the world, right? And just building those moments, I think, and focusing on those, because uh, then I think it'll make everything else that much that much cooler, and that I, much more important. And I do realize that you can't do all of that, you know, for the show. And, like, you do have to be independent wrestling for the sake of independent wrestling. And you just got to mm-hmm. throw some fucking wild matches out there, too. We're slow. We're not. Oh, yeah. We're not going to stop doing Kaplan that. and Janela. Jesus not, Christ. Yeah, we're not going to stop doing stuff like that either. Like, I, I do realize that there is a balance. I'm not trying to go full, you know old guy storytelling like wrestling on everybody (laughs) but like we are going to try to do more of that because you get so much more mileage out of you know when especially when you're building you know this quote-unquote cast of characters from within um you know every uh, the majority of people you know on aiw shows you know month to month or week to week are homegrown talents so you know you have to kind of you know, give put a little bit more meat on the bone for that stuff. But like, you know, we are gonna throw out, you know, like a Dex Royal and a Speedball every now and then. And you know, I do realize that there's a balance for that as well. So I don't want people to think that any of that stuff's going away. Uh, right. But we are gonna try to do a little bit more with the storytelling aspect of things, and you know, find that balance in, in, in 2024. Um, I think it's a lot easier to do now that we've had the X amount of years with the school to be able to produce our, you know, homegrown talent versus having to fly in name after name on the Indies back in like 2015, for instance, right? Like it was just a totally different era, um, being able to have our own and you can group really of guys do, that we, yeah, you can rely on this crew and it's like a sports team at this yeah. point, you know, like, you know, like most of these players are going to be available. Yep. Um, give or take, you know, and there's more that you can do when you know that you have a solid, you know, team that's going to be there, you know, uh, show to show as opposed to, you know, like when you are building it with these spare parts and, you know, these these attraction names, like it, it was not as easy to, especially in those days, like I said, where you got to you got to do the venue, then you got to do the film crew, then you got to find the wrestlers, you know what I mean? So like you could have Eddie Kingston on this show, but then maybe Eddie Kingston is not available on the next one, you know what I mean? Because you the building confirmed the date with you late and he's already booked somewhere else you know what i mean and like you you just gotta deal with stuff like that um but i do think that uh, there are a couple of questions in the discord is that right pat are you still are you still awake yeah yeah well hey no i didn't want to interrupt you guys were going of course you know i mean i don't i'm not gonna stick my foot in there if i don't you know i don't want to be uh be in the way but yeah you guys uh, were going pretty good but yeah we did have a couple questions uh in the discord if you do if you're interested about the discord if getting newer to the podcast of course uh sign up for the patreon and get access to the discord um we're always taking any questions in the discord to try to answer them on the pod um jose sent in the question um any uh, any of the in quotation marks fun horror stories uh of troubleshooting kind of issues that you want to air the grievances on chase or anything you just thought you know before the show starts you know we've kind of lamented on this podcast how you know every time there's just some random you know problem or something that comes up and we're flying by the seat of our pants back there is anything you want to you know throw out there and uh, laugh about now in the moment oh dude there's uh, there's something every show it feels like uh this past show um terror in the temple it may not be like that big of a deal, but uh, to me it was. I completely forgot when I was doing the lower thirds and importing them for Kaplan and Janella. I just forgot theirs. I don't know how I glanced over that. And I noticed it because, so I'll clear out the ones like 
as they're going out and they're done and they're two minutes into their match, I'll just get them out of OBS. So the list gets shorter and shorter and shorter and they're getting ready to go out. They're, you know, right next to me uh, about to hit the curtain. And I look over and I'm like, oh, why is uh, why is Mikey Montgomery and uh, Vikingo looking here and, and <laughs> Kaplan and Janelle are next? Like it just didn't register. And I was like, oh, shit, I fucking forgot their uh, lower third. So then I had to jump into Canva and a folder um, and pull theirs and I'm creating this and making sure the spelling's right, importing it, sizing it as they are hitting the curtain and then being able to, to put that on. I probably had a 90 second window to make that happen. And I was like, all right, cool. Now I know we can do that in case it ever pops up again. It's kind of stuff that makes you feel alive though, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of the production stuff. Just the stress that it, it's good stress. I don't think any of it's bad. It's your juices. And then it, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Like when Pedro's running around saying uh, we're about to lose the venue, and <laughs> uh, Mikey and uh, or not Mikey, uh, Eric and Marina were about to jump off the balcony, and it's just like, all right, you cool, gotta, here we go. You gotta be like, little, are we still good to go? You got to be a little better about that because I'm pretty sure you just laughed at his face. <laughs> you're like, I, I, I didn't know what was happening. You're like, I was like, you're like, he's they're screaming. getting ready to go. He's screaming. Yeah, he's screaming. I look over. I'm like, are we still like, are we good? Are they going to like shut the match down? Like, what are we doing here? Like <laughs> trying to formulate a backup plan just in case something happens. Right. Um, yeah, that was one. Uh, there, there's stuff that happens all the time. Like I remember getting. Oh, oh, dude, Paul London uh, for bow down. So when we tagged. We we did our intermission promo and it may have went six minutes. And for some reason, the microphone just decided to shit out on the camera that we were using. And we had to go redo that. And we got it a little bit down in time. I think it was four minutes, which was still. I look at that and go, holy shit, I just did a like a promo or a skit with Paul London. Like, that's so fucking cool to me. But we did that at 6.20, and I am putting that on, or I'm sorry, 7.20, I'm putting that on the computer, rendering it out with the others to then dump into OBS, and I had that finalized at 7.29, so a minute before we went live on Fight, because <laughs> I had to resize that and everything, too, so that was really cool, it's like seven minutes out, one thing, refilming what, a promo with Pim. One thing I actually told you the other, like yesterday or today, I think it was, is you know, you're, you're running down this, you know, this kind of itinerary that you want to do and all this stuff. Yeah. And I just said, hey, I said, listen, I said, you have to get in your head that wrestlers are wrestlers. And this is not the most important stuff to them. And the sooner you realize that you're going to be less offended and you're going to you're going to be accepting of the way that you got to have to bob and weave with wrestlers because wrestlers, yeah. you know, this is the, 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 most of the time this stuff is the last thing that they want to do. They want to show up when they want to show up. They want to talk about their match. They want to sell their merch. Then they want to do their match. Then they want to be done with their match and talk about their match. Then they want to look at Twitter about their match. Then they want to go sell more merch. Then they want to do a promo, you know? So yep. it's like, I actually told you this. Which is so wild to me. But I was like, hey, you know, the sooner that you get it through your head, you're going to be so much less. It's going to be so much easier on your mental health when you realize, like, okay, you know, like, this is how it's going to be. Like, it, it, it just helps you kind of navigate. Like, I've learned my lesson. Like, I it, early IW, I used to fucking blow a gasket at people. And, like, it just... 
you just realize like they're wrestlers and you know this is there's a reason why they're wrestlers and they're not trying to you know like uh run corporate america or something you know what i mean like they yeah. are <laughs> like and that's not a dig at wrestlers wrestlers just are differently they have different brains you know like it just uh it's just it's different so you know like the sooner you kind of realize that you have to work with them in their kind of natural habitat so to speak you know like it, it's it, it's going to be easier and you're going to figure out ways to get it done better than saying hey come fucking do this promo you know like why aren't you doing this fucking promo because yeah. like then when you start yelling at them then they really don't want to do it you know and then it's just like then you're getting more stressed out because now you're getting more down to the wire to where it's just like you kind of got to have a like you got to kind of have like a like a freestyle like almost mentality when it comes to some of this stuff because until somebody does something that works they don't really care you know what i mean like so until somebody has this promo that people fucking bite on they think like ah you know i don't care about promo i'm here to be a wrestler you know what i mean and then uh so it's just it's kind of like a trial and error with stuff like that yeah um like if there's some things that we can do cool and you know if they don't happen you know they don't happen it's kind of one of those it is what it is type of things uh it's just hopefully that some of the things that we sometimes i want to do with the the streams and the shows uh i think like for the betterment of of the brain and then not only that but then it helps everybody else involved too so like there are some ideas on the on the plate that i definitely want to do and it's i think it's been said so many times like aiw is like you go through aiw and then a couple other little stops and then like there's so many people that have passed through here that have gone on to do bigger and better things right whether it's with wwe or aew um and been able to go there and make a lot of money and i don't know about other places but like i i would love for like what we do to be like a like independent developmental as weird as that sounds like i think there's so many different things that we can do to help the wrestlers uh get well-rounded and better off so then when they go to other places on the independence or if they end up making their way up to the next level it's not going to be this uh weird dark uncomfortable environment and then they have to kind of learn everything from scratch it's oh like oh yeah we were doing that over in cleveland like i, I i've been able to do that or i've i've done this before or, um so they go in there with a different mindset or a different mentality and i I don't know how to stress this enough, but like everything that like I want to do with AIW for the brand goes to the wrestlers too. And I want everybody to succeed. Like I would love for everybody to make a million dollars. Like there's nothing that we do or that I want to do. That's for the detriment of any of the talent on the roster. Like not going into this to make anybody look bad. Like I want everybody to look great, accentuate the positives, hide their weaknesses and negatives, get everybody fucking over. And then everybody can have a piece of the pie or at least be able to go somewhere better off. Right. Like a WWE or AEW possibly down the road and go ahead and make your money. And just, uh, yeah, like I can't, I can't stress or emphasize that enough. So just, and if we can do it, cool. If we can't, it is what it is. Just kind of trying to give people more tools, you know, to take along. Yeah. Take along make everybody way. well-rounded. Like, things that 
like after you come out of the academy, this is how we're going to make you an overall better performer, um, not just a wrestler, but everything else that goes into that. Being able to identify the cameras, being able to sell better to the cameras, being able to do your promos, how we do the promos, whether it's just you know, look directly into the camera like Bishop does and scream and flex his arms, or we do like a little skit, you know, and being able to help everybody get more well-rounded. Look at cool ass Andy. Um, He's the most over guy in the company. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Dude, his, his bit that we did that we filmed after one of the Hartville shows was incredible. That was, I think every, that was all on the fly. And that was on the fly. That was all, yeah. That was the best part. Yeah. That was all kind of shotgun stuff. I said here, set, I said him and uh, Caleb off. Here's 20 yep. bucks. Go to this carnival. That was so cool. <laughs> when he's riding down that big slide, <laughs> I invested. I invested Shit like that, man. I officially I invested love. in Cool Sandy. I, I, I put twenty dollars of my own money to send him to yep. the carnival that was taking place in the parking lot next to the flea market that we just did the show at. <laughs> Dude, all all seven of those kids had something different and something cool, like for their uh, introduction packages, for the lack of a better word. Uh, his was his was so cool, and it was so different compared to um, Tyler Jordan, which was so different from. Um, uh, oh, Shelby. Alex Melee. I almost forgot it. Or Shelby, yeah. Like it, each one of them had something different that kind of introduced you to who they were, what they're about, and then what they're going to do. And and I love that shit. Do you get any more questions in there? Yeah, I was going to say there's one or two more. Um, another one that I think is a good question comes from Scott Random. Um, after over a year of heading up AIW kind of productions, what lessons would you say that you learned that maybe you wish you knew back when we started this? Is there anything big that you really take away from it now that you, you know, if we could <sighs> jump in the time machine and jump out at the Tadmore and go, Chase, <laughs> set your watch to, <laughs> you know, Bill and Ted's Zala. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man, I don't know. Cause I feel like so much that we, like, if we troubleshoot or run into a problem, it's just a, you know, YouTube, my, mine would fix be, it or something like that. Mine would be to put a student at the door and Ace Lake and say, don't let anyone shut this door <laughs> at, uh, yeah. what was it? Hell on earth. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, yep, yeah. yep, yep. That was a, uh, that was a disaster. That's Shout the thing out is to, like, um, the thing Jeff though, from corporate. The, the thing is, is like, uh, oh man, Jeff from corporate. Yeah. I had to Zell him money. I had to learn how to use Zell that day. Uh, <laughs> Dude, the best is we had to go back a year later nuts. again on black Friday to go to micro yep. center again for more shit. On yeah, black Friday. yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because the, uh, the power outlet for the roadcaster just decided to yeah. shit the bed yeah. that just stopped working. Uh, why? I have no idea, but it just decided to stop work. It worked perfectly well two weeks prior in black label in <laughs> Chicago. Why it decided not to work for hell on earth is whatever. So yeah, you and Caleb, I think Pat, you guys oh. went to, um, there and found a new one. Boom. It worked. We're, we're golden after that, but I think like, as far yeah, as the changing internet things, disaster. like I don't know if there's anything to change because like we've needed every problem to like l- yeah. learn, you know, like yeah, right, uh, right. So like you need to kind of go through that experience to to understand what we're doing because I mean we literally like we said earlier we took it out of the box and we plugged it in at the Winchester and we said <laughs> hey well like so fucking nuts hey Adam Lash like what settings are we supposed to have the shit on you know and, like we don't know like anything about fucking. You know, like uh, frame rates and you know all that shit. Like, it's yeah. just like, hey, give me, give me the Cliff Notes version, you know, and like, let's go. And to uh, me, it was just like, boom, 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 boom. Plug this in, get this thing, plug it in here, and then see what happens. That's. Th- I think a small one is realizing that we could go 1080 on fight as. Uh, later as we ended up realizing versus streaming in 720 like that was just a simple fix and it was like oh we can do this yeah 
oh, okay, cool. Uh, so being able to at least be able to stream in, in 1080 versus uh, 720, like what is it in 720 nowadays? Like almost virtually nothing, right? I think that's a little one, but what were you going to say, Pat? That was just kind of the thing that I didn't want to like pat us on the back too hard or anything, but like we literally started this from scratch with really zero idea how to do it, and we have put a show on live every single time, and there has been insane obstacles to the point of literally the the Ethernet cord. A two hundred you you have to have a two hundred foot Ethernet cord. Good luck finding a two hundred mm-hmm. foot Ethernet cord just out of nowhere. And we made it happen and put those shows on the air. And I think you know, I mean, we are, I'm at least proud of us for that. You know, what I mean, like John said, every every problem that we've had or lesson it was we made into a lesson because we overcame it and made the show the show ran. You know what I mean? Now we have multiple yeah. Ethernet cables. Right, well, like you said. Now we. Yeah, now we keep two on hand, and it's just like every every major thing or horror story, fun horror story, like Jose had asked. Everything like that is has has made us better and just more prepared going forward every time. It's it's crazy. Yeah, the, the Ethernet getting sliced at the East Lake building is probably the worst thing that happened because we had to push, without a doubt we had to push that show back like forty five minutes. Um, that and like you know the first real show on fight where i'm like lying to the guy from fight tv like yeah man we got it and he's just like are you sure you don't want to hire blah 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 and i'm like no man look at this i got all this stuff we're good and like none of it's working and i'm pretending mm-hmm. that it's all fucking good and uh like caleb had to bail us out like that's really like but every other thing that's happened it's like been small little problems that we remember you know yeah. like oh shit like we forgot we're doing video packages oh you forgot to unmute you know like the live mm-hmm. you know so sometimes there's no sound for a, a minute or something um just little things like that but you know now we kind of you know you, you need it to happen before you realize that it's a mistake you know so it's like yep. i wouldn't take back any of it honestly because right. like you know like there's so much little things that we learned every single show. We still learn every single show. Uh, I think you need it to kind of get it in your head. Yeah. Yeah, just to be able to get better as a whole. Because um, now it's second nature to make sure that, uh, like, the packages are unmuted and audio is good here and, and commentaries up and they're not muted for whatever reason. And all the cords are in the proper places now like it just took time to learn the system uh, on how we do it and not just one system but a system for each venue because each venue presents their own different positives and negatives whether that's a distance for the cords because we're so spaced out or lighting or you know this that or the other yeah yeah, it really is crazy how, and that's kind of one of the things too that's so crazy is we, you know, we run at all these different venues. It's it's literally never the same place twice in a row. Even obviously, you know, we go to the, mul- the same place multiple times, but we don't ever run the Tadmore twice in a row. We don't ever run the shrine, you know, or the you know the Masonic two times in a row. Like everything, every show it's somewhere different than the last. So we have these new challenges or like this or that. You know, it's always fun time. Um, the final question before we get out of here, and we're running a little long here, but uh, the final question comes from Herskules. Uh, just kind of, you know, reminiscent on the weather here. Any any stories from shows that take place, or you know, you ever remember running AIW had wild snowstorm there, Thorn? This is one we need Biggins for because you know he'd know right off the bat. Uh, there was a gauntlet for the gold that um, got a crazy storm and like literally like tons of like the guys that lived in ohio called off and 
Tyler Black, Seth Rollins, who drove from Iowa, still made it, you know, like, uh, so like we had to cancel the gauntlet for the gold because we didn't have 30 guys and we named the show nightmare before Christmas because, um, we had to change everything on the fly that day. Um, and then, uh, my buddy Chris Sanka also got drunk on Christmas Hill and, and started a riot. Uh, <laughs> Jesus God. And, uh, so that's like a whole other story for another day. But, um, so like that one, uh, there was a really bad snowstorm, and then there was a really bad snowstorm uh, a couple months after that, where we had Jerry Lawler booked and he didn't come, and then we booked Al Snow as a replacement. Uh, he was supposed to wrestle Steve Carino, and Steve Carino never made it. Uh, so, like, literally, uh, Corey Graves, Sterling James Keenan was in the ring, and we're like, he did a match because we kept pushing Carino versus Al Snow later and later and later. And then uh, he did his match, like Sterling did his match, and then we realized, like, uh, Carino was not making it. So we just sent, like, Al Snow out there on the fly after Sterling already had a match, and they had to call a full match on the fly um, because, you know, of a crazy snowstorm outside. Um, But other than that, like, I can't really think of, like, we've never canceled for weather. I know that. Um, but yeah, the, those are the two that stand out. Like, I think it would have been, it would have been gauntlet for the gold three. Um, but yeah, a ton of people didn't make it, but like Seth, Ra- Seth, Seth Rollins still made it in a nine, like nine hour car ride in a blizzard, uh, still made it on time. Uh, but like guys, that's that, insane. Guys that lived like 45 minutes away were like, Oh, there's too much snow outside. <laughs> find out who you who wants to be a wrestler and who doesn't real quick right but yeah other than that like no other craziness you know i know that you guys had to get a hotel coming back from black label because you guys ran into a snowstorm driving back i think that was our first one yeah we got out of there after uh two shows back to back and couldn't see a thing on the road uh 10 feet in front of us so we pulled over in uh, uh south bend and ended up having to get a room just to if not i mean by the time we slept and woke up in the morning and got back home, it probably would have taken the same amount of time going 25 miles an hour on a 70. So, <laughs> yeah, and then I, uh, I got in the car with like Dom and right after that, it was when Buffalo got snowed in like a week after or something. So it was just from one snowstorm to the other. I mean, shit, this past summer, everybody was out there wrestling in the rain in North Canton, right? <laughs> yeah. Rain. Yeah. That, I'm a firm, yeah, I'm, massive downpour. Like I'm a firm believer in the show must go on, especially when you're supposed to be getting paid a fee. And uh, mm-hmm. you want to make sure you're under your obligation to get, get that check at the end of the night. But, uh, yeah, which I do believe because we did that, they will be bringing us back against the mayor's wishes. <laughs> we are going back again. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, you know, they, uh, we, we just heard from them. Uh, it's election season too. He That's, won. He won. <laughs> Oh, that unopposed. was last. Was, that, didn't okay. he run unopposed? He was unopposed. Oh, Duke, what are you doing? That's what we said. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, I'm a firm believer in the show must go on, you know, like weather is weather, you know, but like, um, yeah. if you look at the NFL, it's basically like that. Like they, something may get like rescheduled just like another day, like the Pittsburgh and Buffalo game last week. But up until like DeMar Hamlin died on the field, that was the only time where it was like, okay, yeah, we're done. Well, it's hard, you know, like say, you know, blah, blah, blah's flight lands, like, you got to do the show because you got to pay him anyway. You know, like yep. you can't say like, "Oh, sorry, we canceled the show." Like they're here, 
You know what I mean? Like, I have an obligation. There's no, oh, uh, sorry, man, my bad. Like, well, let me get you next time. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, you got to go forward. So Can you imagine? I'm sure it happens. I mean, I'm sure it, I'm sure yeah. there are promoters that do that. But, um, you know, you, so, like, you always got to kind of find a way to, to, to push forward. But, um, yeah, that's. Dude, like, for, for my debut, at no point did we practice our match with a bottom rope not there (laughs) and that snapped right before we went out and it was like all right cool go out there and do it i felt so bad for you i actually walked out of the building because i was like so like i couldn't let you guys know how incredibly nervous i was for you guys and how like the disaster that i thought that was about to occur i just i literally walked hey we, we pulled through we did it i think it made it even that much more special looking back on it maybe with a different lens but yeah, who like, uses the bottom it was rope? wild i was just like wow. dude i ran through my match a hundred times in my head like did we have any bottom rope spots planned out because if we do we're gonna have to fix that really quick and there were six of us in that so it's not like it's easy to communicate you know to like one person if you're one-on-one right the only thing i remember um, from watching the tape is like i think it's you or trey i think it's trade as a coast-to-coast and mm-hmm. there's just like no bottom rope for the person to be like, you know, leaning. So they just yeah, like, so it looked a little weird. So they just like fall right to the floor. That's awesome, though. <laughs> Makes it that much more devastating. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, that was that's about sorry, it, right? Yeah, that no. was kind of it for questions. Um, like I said, Hell we yeah. really too much planned. But we appreciate you coming on, Chase. Anything else? Anything you want to say or get off your chest, or you know, before we get out of here, you know, kind of give you the platform. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I don't plan for an outro. I just <laughs> appreciative to kind of be on it. This is my first time on the podcast. This is so fucking cool to me because I listen to it every week, right? Just to get my fix. So being on it for uh, for this week's pretty damn cool. cool. And just being able to talk and get some of this out there to the uh, AIW universe, kind of our plans and what we want to do going forward for 2024. Hopefully some of them care. That'd be pretty sweet, but yeah. Yeah. Kind of here. We're doing the thing. I definitely think you're somebody we want to have on, you know, periodically in the future, just kind of discussing stuff, you know, being the part of the production as well. You know what I mean? I think it's easy to just kind of pop in here and there and kind of, you know, like this, like just kind of bullshit with what the state of the state of the production, you know, unit is as a whole. And, you know, I know there's definitely people who want to hear it because we, that's why I asked you on there. had been a lot of people who had said, hey, you know, get Chase on there, especially now with the production stuff would definitely be something we'd want to hear. So appreciate you coming. That's awesome. Thor, yeah. anything you want to say? I feel like we only touched the tip of the iceberg with some of it, too. Well, that's the kind so of much thing. that happens. Yeah, you can do. De- I definitely would want to have you back because I feel like there's just so much more we can talk about with production stuff. You know, there's always something going on. So, yeah, me nothing uh, much. Let's just sell the rest of those second and third row tickets for Akron. You know, let's I want to pack that place. You know, it's it's selling it's selling decent. But, you know, we still have a long way to go as far as, you know, getting that shrine full for staying the Larry at Hanson. So let's sell those tickets. Yeah, a handful of, you know, like you said, premium seats available. Uh, we've had some more matches get announced. Uh, we got Chuck Stone versus Trey Lamar, going to be a great match. Uh, Dex versus Mikey, high flyer match. That's going to be great. Uh, absolutely, the first match, I want to say, was it the first match that was announced was the four-way or no? No, I think, no, the, I think, I think the, the first, first was Magnum and Derek. Magnum and Derek, yeah. Correct, okay. But, yeah, that four-way that was announced recently, Alec Price, Sam Holloway, Paul London, and Josh Bishop. That is just going to be an absolutely insane four-way. Uh, we got a lot coming, so definitely get your tickets. 
Um, oh, you're throwing. We speaking speaking of throwing people into the fire. You got Shelby Wilder, Dom Greeny. Shelby coming back from his injury, throwing him right against uh, Dom Greeny. That should be a great match. So yeah, definitely get your tickets. Come on out to the Shrine in Akron and uh, meet Stan Hansen. Hoping uh, Dom doesn't drop him on his head because I'm gonna have to have Shelby. Uh put on some sweats and a hoodie right after and get on floor cam. <laughs> He's pulling double duty that night. Oh, yeah. Like, if I can do it, you can do it. Like, it's not that hard. <clears throat> All right, well, uh, that's kind of it for everybody, for myself, for John Thorne, for Chase Oliver, everybody here at AW. Appreciate you listening. We'll see you guys next week.